drums, bringing extreme discussions from the world's top drummers to your ear holes. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Talking Drums. First off, I would like to thank all of you for the amazing support of this podcast. You guys are absolutely incredible. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing all of these episodes with your friends. I've been noticing a lot of people going back and checking out all the episodes from earlier in the year, and that's great. Again, if you guys have any questions or suggestions for us, please send them to we're talking drums at gmail.com. It is greatly appreciated. We love hearing from you, and we are always looking for ways to improve this podcast. So thank you very much. This week, I sat down with Josh Stokes. Josh is a Baltimore-based drummer, artist, producer, musician, who shares his sound and passion of new age funk all over the world. Throughout the past 20 years, he has performed, recorded, and toured with talented acts such as Redman and Method Man, Future Island, Abdu Ali, among many, many others. Afropunk Magazine said, It's like George Clinton and Quest Love jamming in a garage with no pretense, just talent. All right, this guy is absolutely incredible. We had an amazing talk. Wasn't just about drums, man. This guy had a lot to say about life, how social media influences things, and, and a lot of what's going on in the world. And really, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with him. He is a fellow Los Cabos Drumsticks endorser, so show some love for him. This is my conversation with Josh Stokes. Josh Stokes, welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast. How you doing today, man? I'm amazing, Corey. Thanks so much for having me, man. Like, I really appreciate it, for real. Hey, man, uh, my my pleasure, man. You're a sick drummer, and this podcast is all about talking to drummers and getting in their oh, heads. So, you know, man. <laughs> so you're uh, you're based out of Baltimore, that's right? Yes, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, born and raised. Uh, been spending a lot of time here. Trying to get out right now. But that's where the majority of uh, my time and everything has been. Yeah. So, uh, so during the last uh, couple years, man, you've been uh, you've been cooped up inside and stuff. So you. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Just like on another level of of of, of boredom, but slash uh, creativity, or like having to find just alternatives or find ways. So, um, this last year and a half, two years. Has definitely been like an exercise on how much you really want to do this or like how much you really want to be creative because there have been so many excuses and reasons for you to not do it. You really have to like push yourself to find reasons to do it. So the last, uh, I'd say two years have definitely been that. It's like, yo, you say you want to be a creative, you say this is what you want to do, then let's do it. And it's really kind of pushed me in ways that no other time really has. So um, although it's been weird, it's been a good exercise on um, just working your brain. Yeah, man, that's a that's a cool way of thinking about it too. And now that you mention it, like it, it's kind of done the same for me too. It's just like how how much do you actually want this, right? It's not now that it's not a part of your like daily life. Like life kind of pivoted like drastically. Right. Oh, yeah. So you don't have like a day to day system of things, you know, like even uh, real like we stopped having like uh, weekly band practices and stuff. And it's like, well, how bad do we want to do this? Like how yeah. how much are we going to push to try to figure this out and and make yeah. music together? Right. So, yeah, man. Seriously. 
Yeah, dude. But but you were saying that uh, like you're born and raised Maryland and everything, but you're trying to get out. Is that because you've been locked oh up God. in Maryland for like <laughs> the last two years? You're like, man, I need a change just for <laughs> just for a month or something. Like <laughs> that just stacked on top of you know how you get so used to your environment mm-hmm. that you'd be like, okay, I know what this is about to be. I know what this is about to be. Like you can kind of just say what it's going to be before it even happens. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what Baltimore has been like for me. I want to say like the past six or seven years, like it's just so predictable. You know what's next. You know who's going to be there. You know what's happening here. And it's just like, yo, this is a little too predictable. Like, I'm looking and I'm looking to getting into to some new stuff that I can't just say I know what's going to be next. So um, in Baltimore, although it's a great home and a great hub for like creative people, I do think you have to leave here for a minute because it's a lot of greatness here. But people get used to you being so great that you just have no real value or worth. So like sometimes I feel like it's better to kind of get out of the city and to go someplace else where people can appreciate your gifts and just be like, okay, this is what it feels like to be appreciated. Because like in Baltimore, it's like, it's a million dope people everywhere you turn, but you get treated like, you know, you're the house dog or something. Like you're just supposed to be that dope and you're just supposed to stay over there and shut up and just be dope you in the corner. But it's like, nah, man, like I want to find some new shit to get into, man. I want to find some new people to meet, some new opportunities because that's what it's ultimately about. Like some people get um, the big fish in a small pond kind of mindset where they're cool there and they're celebrated there and they can sleep with all the girls and go to all the bars. But after a while, it's like, yo, when does that get old? And we just want to like grow in the craft and not all the worldly things that come with it but it's just really feeling good on the inside as far as what you do as a creator and i'm constantly just challenging myself to that yeah man dude absolutely i i totally feel that like i've been around the toronto area for some time now and uh we got a great network of people here and like i've met some some incredible musicians and like toronto's yeah. toronto's a big city man like it really is like it's a and it's becoming a, a massive hub for oh, yeah. for film and music alike so it is a great place to be but like i'm feeling the same way where i'm like man i want to get outside of my comfort zone uh yeah. so so i can feel like re-inspired again by by man. some stuff you know so you hit it right on the head yeah man you hit it right on the head yeah dude and i love that and i love like networking and like i got i got friends and and know people all over the place i'd love to just like pack up and and head out yeah. for a couple weeks here there you know it'd be fucking sure. it'd be great dude so i love where your head's at with all that stuff so dude i want to i want to jump right into your new record god jewel okay. that was uh yeah. came out september 5th uh 13 tracks and dude this this is uh quite a creative venture like just listening to it front to back uh it kind of takes you takes you on on a a bit of a ride man you got some songs that are like like quick little like interlude type things and um Mm. you know it is it is predominantly more like in the hip-hop and and funk type of uh genre right but then you got this song that came in and it kind of like caught me by surprise but old soldier comes in and it has like this feedback and i was like hold on what is happening here man (laughs) and then it comes in with like heavy guitars and this sick drum beat that's like fuck feels like my speaker's gonna explode (laughs) word up dude that that song like i was like fuck man i turned it up a little more i was like this is this is sick dude so what what was your inspiration like writing this record? Um, and all right. So a, as a drummer, do you sit mm. down and do you get like the feel for your songs based off the drums first, or do you come up with lyrical concepts and then try to put the vibe to whatever you're kind of like talking about? Right. Well, for me, I usually like to say I'm a like a keyboardist in a drummer's body. Like, I just never really took the time to, like, really suck at the keyboard for a minute to get dope. 
So I just like kept playing the drums or like just starting to make tracks and sequence the songs as opposed to like playing them all live. So a lot mm-hmm. of times with me, it's like a melody that I'll get to be like, oh man, that, that, that feels good. And then like, I guess with me being able to play the drums, the beat will come naturally. But um, a lot of times it's usually just a beat that I'll hit first or like a melody melody that I'll hear or feel first. And then from that, like the whole um idea of the lyrics and stuff will come from that. Like sometimes, you know, like a chord or a melody can like kind of invoke a, a feeling or a message. So it usually comes mainly melody, if not melody, then beat. And then I'll start to just build on top of that. Yeah. That's sick, man. Yeah. It's always it's always cool to hear about people who uh, like produce their own music and stuff. And there there is a big difference between like uh, a drummer who I find like tends to lean more into the keyboard realm when writing music compared to like a yeah. guitar player or something like that. Because dude, keyboard's still a percussion instrument, man. Some people forget it's the truth. It really That's is so man. true. So you're right, man. So I do find, like, I, I personally don't play keyboards. It's one of those things that I think maybe over the next, like, year or so I'm going to pick up because I've always wanted to. It's been, like, one of those big things. But when I write music, it's it's usually on guitar uh, is where I'm writing most of my melodies and stuff. So Take that too low. Yeah, the guitar was my first instrument before I found drums. So, uh, like, that's, that's always what I go back to. But uh, for me, like, mostly... Uh, Man, I like to, I almost like to write drum parts first, right? When I'm thinking about writing music, I'm like, nah, like I know the feel and the, the accents that I want, and then I'll find my notes and the melody within it after the fact, right? I've been, I've been, I've been noticing over the last little while, like that's how I'm kind of writing music in my head before I actually lay it down. So Mm. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird how how sometimes music when you're writing it, it kind of just like f- tends to flow through you, and then you oh yeah once you start breaking down your process, so you're like, wait, how am I actually coming up with this shit? It's like this yes. is fucking weird, man. I don't know. <laughs> I love all the processes, man. Like even how you were saying your your process, like that's cool. That's even something that I like to get down with. And even try out, you know, like as far as collaboration, I don't feel like there's ever any one right way to do it. You know, it's just that our, our ways that we've been perfecting all these years that we just usually do it. But any any way to get out any kind of voice or message, I'm down with, man, like playing drums because I also love the guitar, too. Yeah. And I emulate the guitar a lot on my MIDI board. Um, I love guitar. I love distortion. I just love all the noise. You know, I just feel like it's such a, an expressive kind of thing. And um, I just like the feeling that the guitar gives you, you know, that I don't think a keyboard can give you anything. Like a, a guitar just has its own little voice and qualities that you'd be like, man, nothing else can really give you that. So I dig that process, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool how each instrument kind of like speaks to people in different ways too, though. You exactly. know, like, like, dude, the way that uh, MIDI sample packs and everything have gone over the last like decade, it's insane, man. Oh, yeah. You can get like a MIDI keyboard to sound <laughs> like whatever the hell you want. It's crazy. So, man. I uh, I I gotta invest True. in one of those and just start fucking with it because it's uh yeah man it's it's madness you can get it to sound like an electric guitar if you want but <laughs> seriously you know if you tweak it enough man people will never know like I've had a lot of people ask me mm-hmm. like yo you play the guitar it's like nah man I got a MIDI board that I'm using <laughs> I throw distortion on it I throw some extra little fuzz on it just to make it sound as ugly and gritty as I possibly can. Cause that's, I'm really trying to make it feel like a real guitar player or a real band, or it's just like a lot of confusion going on right now. Like just to try to make it feel as authentic as possible. I think that's important also to the listener and just like as a creator of the music, like you just want that feeling to be in there. Yeah. Now, dude, did you have like an overall vision for this record when you uh, started writing it? Or was it kind of just you sat down and started writing song by song? Yeah, um, I think my overall vision was definitely 
just to just continue to like encourage and um, uplift and inspire um, myself and whoever chose to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that for one, this album was definitely me talking to myself a lot. Um, Just letting myself know that everything would be cool. Like old soldier, like you could still make it, you could still do it. Um, Things are still possible, even though it doesn't seem or look like it. Um, It's a lot of ways you could still make, um, even though things definitely look like real opposition. Mm. Um, but mainly more than anything is just to continue to uh, encourage and let people know, man, you got it. It's all good. Hold your head, you know, keep doing your thing. Um, everything is not for the world to like glorify you and to be on your nuts and to let you know like, yo, you the dopest ever man. Like everything is not about that. And I think that this whole American or not even American because you in Canada or whether the, a lot of the American values have seeped into other parts of the country, but it's like we, because of MTV and stuff like that, we want to be stars. We want everybody to love us and adore us and worship us. And it's like, yo, it's not really about that. You know, like I'm a musician and that's what it's about. And that's my gratification. And that's my reward. Not being able to have a big ass house with like five cars in front, you know, because what does that mean? What is that saying about me being a musician? It doesn't say anything, you know. So just trying to remind people like, yo, this is a journey, but the journey is the dopest part. So just keep doing it. Yeah, man. Like there's this whole this whole thing about what is success, right? Exactly. And And everybody likes to put a dollar value on how successful somebody is. Right. But to me, my biggest thing is, is having a day to day life that you are happy. Yes. Happiness is what success is in my eyes. Right. Some people may, might find that to be, you know, they want a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, you know, to me, what, as long as I can put food on the table and have uh, a roof over my head and I can do what is what it is I love to do, that that exactly. is what equals Super happiness. Success. And yeah. yeah, that's like the most successful shit I could ever imagine. So yeah, man, if I could just do music all time all day, every day, that's you know, that's what yeah, success man. is. So yeah, and I definitely feel like uh this record, even just looking at the the song titles, man, it definitely has an uplifting message and mm. and uh very like empowering uh type of thing you know like like songs like dream on um your love don't give up you know like it's all even just based off song titles uh alone man you can just look at this and be like all right like it's definitely a solid positive message and i love that man i love that thank you i appreciate i mean you know even the song is your world which is Mm -hmm. about you know talking to a lover and talking about uh, certain decisions they're choosing to make or just where they're trying to go in life. Just the title is your world. It's like, yo, you just at face value, it's your world. Don't get things, don't get shaken up. Don't get messed up by what you think things ought to be or like how people should view you or whatever. Like it's your world and live it like that. And I think the more you uh, attempt to live it like that, the happier you'll be. Like um, for me, I have four children. I just had a a brand new baby about seven months ago and I had a lot of my kids early. So I still had a lot of selfishness where it was like, man, I still got to be a star, man. You know, know, I still got to go on tour and do this and do that, man. But I'm 34 years old now and I have a seven month old baby and I'm just like, man, this shit was dumb. I was tripping over. A lot of the stuff that I thought was a prize or was important was stupid, you know, hanging around a lot of stupid people that didn't have any real significance in my life. And now it's just like, yo, my happiness is with my family, is with my baby, is with watching him grow, is with taking care of him, providing for him. Like, I get so much joy out of that. I sometimes have to remind myself, like, yo, you're a musician, man, because it's like I get a lot of joy and like loving on my child and like being there for him and just watching him become a person that it's like, damn, like I'm just getting this, these ill revelations. Like this is what life is actually about. It's not being on TV and 
doing all this dumb stuff. Like, it's not about that. It's like, but it takes time to get to know that. And, yeah. and now that I know, it's just like, I really want to live my life that way. Yeah, man. And like uh, you said something earlier that it was like, um, everybody, everybody's concerned about the end game, like about getting those five cars in the driveway and, and right. blah, 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 all that stuff. But actually what it's about is the journey to get there, right? To get right. to wherever yes. you're going. The destination isn't, it is just, you know, once you get there, you already have your eyes set on a new destination, right? right? The yeah, journey right. is what life is. So you have to enjoy every moment uh, as much as you can and, and the process of getting through it, right? It's kind of like... Absolutely. Like writing a record, you know, like the record is the end product that, you know, yes. yeah, your your fans are going to enjoy and everything like that. But the process of creating that music, yeah, the process of, of recording it Hell and yeah. laying everything down and putting all those puzzle pieces in, that's the journey as an artist that you have like to truth, enjoy. Yeah, I'm man. not lying, bro. Like, <laughs> and, like the, the, the journey is the success. You know, yeah. like um, I was even talking to my sister, who's an artist also, and we were just like, is there ever any one show that's like the show? And I'm like, no, it's all the shows all together that make that one big impact that turn you into who you are trying to be. It's never like, yo, when I did Coachella, yo, that was it, man. And, and <laughs> now I can chill. It's like, nah, like it's so much more because after Coachella, it's something else. And after that, it's something else. You never mm -hmm. stop growing as an individual. And to be honest, we'd be doing ourselves more of a disservice to be like, all right, I did Coachella. Now I'm chilling, bro. It's it. I'm fucking retire. Yeah. It's like, don't you know how much more work you have to do? So um, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to sell myself short on thinking that some little milestone moment is going to be it because at the end of the day it's not like all the tours that we've done already all the people we've met already all the experience we have already is still more to do so one show cannot be it and it's not going to change our lives yeah man dude i couldn't agree more man even like one tour one this one that like no yeah no like direct moment uh is going to like there there can be things that are like okay that was really fucking sick and then right. it's like all right but all right what's next because now i have to top yeah. that you know right <laughs> like, now i need something that's even more sick to work towards right you know and there's there's different mindsets and different type of people and that's the cool thing about Honestly, like that that's the cool thing about life and being human is like we all have a different perception of the world and True. and our own world and, and how we see it. So to some people, like maybe playing Coachella, like, man, that's the dream. That's their dream. They right. achieved it. They can retire. They can move on. They can stop making music, yeah. doing whatever, right? But yeah. but then there's there's other people like us that like, nah, man, that's not that's not enough. No, I, I need to. I need to keep going. I need. I want to play for different groups of people. I want to exactly. inspire more. You know, yeah. Very man. true. Cause like, you you like energetically, it's like man, hell yeah, I just did that. But the next day you wake up or whatever, you like, all right, man, what else can I do? Because I I have to like kind of check myself on that too because I'm always like, all right, what else? And sometimes I have to make myself just appreciate the moment. Like, bro, realize what you just did, you know, like just be grateful. And, and the next thing will come. Cause with me, I can be like, man, I ain't doing shit with my life. I ain't did a gig since last week. What's going on? Like things are slow. Yeah. So it's like, I always have to remind myself for one, be grateful, but for two, like there's always so much more out here for you to be able to accomplish. And, um, I don't know. I never, I never want to settle for anything. I never want to feel like, all right, we can kind of kick back now. Like we made it because we haven't. And, yeah. and to be honest, there's no such thing. And I just want to keep getting better and better so that I can be like, wow, I did that. Like I really did that, you know? Yeah, man. And like it's really hard because like dude i go through the same thing too where it's like man like so busy and like so much is happening and then it, it dies down you're like okay is this it is this like 
Is this where everything kind of turns off and I I fade into the distance and whatever? And then, but it's right. it's really hard and especially like these days, man. Mental health is like a a, a serious <laughs> epidemic of, of shit, man. Yeah. And and I myself and I know many of my friends and stuff and artists alike struggle with it. Uh, and it's these downtimes that are like really, really difficult, man. Cause you're doubting Super everything. You're doubting everything yeah. you've ever done. And you know, was it, was it worth it? And, and is anything ever going to happen ever again? And then all of a yeah. sudden, like the next week you got like fucking million things coming at you. It's like, Hey, when it rains, it pours, man. You sometimes True. you don't get to decide when that is. Right. Yeah. So you're not lying. <laughs> and, and then I think like, I, to always use this as a talking point but like with instagram like every moment is just more and more fleeting where it's like it's not as precious as it used to be like um say like when we were doing shows before instagram it was like it would stay with us so much more just by memory and just by like appreciation of the moment but now it's like after we do a dope ass thing today by like tomorrow morning well, no, not tomorrow morning because people are kind of liking you, so you're feeling that, like, oh, man, yeah. they're liking yeah, my yeah. pictures. <laughs> but in the next two, three days, it's like, yo, what's up? What's going on? Well, you can get so lost because we're, 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 we're taking a lot of validation from these apps and from these people when we shouldn't be doing that. We yeah. should just be validating ourselves and just knowing that with the moment, the moment was dope. Whether you like my picture or not, the moment was dope. But, like, we have, like, taken that and made that really God or, like, made that, like, the end-all, be-all. Where it's, like, if people don't like my shit, man, then that means I don't matter as a person. And that's what I hate, the the effects and damages that are being done to us as a people, period. Whether we're creators or not. Because, like, we put too much into Instagram that like our lives don't even matter anymore unless somebody from there tells us. And that's something that I'm trying to break in my life and break in my, and people around me, myself's life, because like, that's not the end all be all. And it can't be. And it's sad that we've even made that a thing. Yeah, man. And it's really difficult because, uh, when being artists and stuff like that, we're always trying to grow our brand and we want, right. We, the the whole goal is because we want our music heard by as many people as possible because exactly. you know like we want to not not say influence them but we, like we want we want them to um hear our music and and be inspired or you know make them feel things you know like that's that's why we do this so the more people that can hear your music the better uh the better it'll be but at the same time you don't want to get too absorbed into the social media aspect of things that it takes away from your art in general so like it's a fine line to to go about and i i know i've been I have weeks where I'm like, okay, I'm not even like touching Instagram or Facebook and yeah. then other weeks where like, I'm just like fucking all over it. Right. And trying to email, trying to find people, trying to, I feel you. Yeah, man, everything. Right. So it's, dude, it's really hard and definitely like, um, so like last week was my, my first show that I played live since the, uh, pandemic Dope. hit and everything. Dope. And I can, there was one photo that I saw from it. One. That's it. It wasn't very good. It wasn't a very good photo or anything, right? But there wasn't, like, photographers there. It's a very, like, small kind of intimate type of show. Uh, yeah. One person took a cell phone photo, and that's it. It made it onto Instagram, and I'm like, cool. But, like, I, I remember that moment of being on stage and those lights hitting me for the first time in, like, almost two years And and like just that feeling of like, all right, let's do this, you know, and like looking at the audience and having that connection. And, you know, man, that like it it made me feel something, something very special, something that a photo on Instagram or something could never make me feel. So, yeah, man, it's it's funny you say that because um, I had a show last week, too, last Friday. 
and it had been a minute since I had been like on an actual stage in a venue mm-hmm. because here we've been doing a lot of outside shows, yeah. sidewalk shows, this and that. Mm-hmm. So to be at an actual venue was like, whoa, okay, cool. You know, we got a rider, we got a little green room to sit in. Like <laughs> it kind of puts you in a mood again, like word, this is what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, And man. it felt great. And um, I just think that we have to continue to like tell ourselves that we're dope and tell ourselves that we're worth it because no one person, if you even think about your, your lover, your best friend, whoever, they don't get you as much as you do, even when they sleep right beside you. So we have to continue to tell ourselves that we're worth it and that we have value because we can't keep looking to a machine to be like, yo man, here you go. Blue check, man, you made it. And, and, and if you look at those people who are really quote unquote influential or popping or whatever on Instagram, man, they're unhappy too. You know, like I think mm-hmm. one thing that people forget is that it's all a facade and we are, we are making you feel that our lives is, is the shit, but in real life is really not, you know, like we all deal with things on our levels, poor man, rich man, w- woman, whatever we all deal with that no matter how many followers you have you're dealing with life you got to pay for this your father's sick you got to help your child out you got to pay rent it's always something that we have to deal with oh man i don't have it all right now but by next week after i do this i'll be back up to square one that's something that we all deal with as people and i think that instagram has tried to make us feel like we can, certain people can leave that world when it's not true when it's yeah. something that we all have to deal with, you know? So I even try to look at it at that value, like, okay, even Beyonce deal with some bullshit. You yeah. know, she's not going to tell us, but it's maybe, true. Maybe it's not money. Maybe their bullshit right. they deal with isn't money, but, you know. Exactly. It's something else. Because money doesn't solve everything. It no. really doesn't. And and I'm broke, but I know right now already that money isn't going to solve everything. If I'm beefing with my son's mother about something, all the money in the world, even though a lot of times they want money, all the money in the world can't fix that. You no. know, some things conversations have to fix. Some things time have to fix. Some things just being away from each other fix. It's like money and, and, and yo, but I'm popping on Instagram. No. That's not going to fix everything all the time. You know, like I want to tap back into real life where like we got to know each other as people deal with each other as people and 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 make that be the forefront. And like Instagram or something like that can be secondary. Yeah, man, for sure, dude. I, I totally feel that 100 percent, man, 100 percent. Because like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm broke, too, man. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it would be great. It would be great to, like, have enough money to buy all the drum kits in the world, because that's one thing I do feel. If you the more drum kits you have, the the happier you will be, you know, I feel that. Yeah. The more totally snare drums that. you have in your collection. Yep. You know, that's a symbol kick lately. Oh yeah. All right, let's <laughs> let's talk cymbals, man, cuz you uh, you play with soul tone cymbals. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, I I'm curious, man, how how are you liking them? And this is this is like, you know, on I the don't. record, but you, you don't? I don't. <laughs> I don't. And and I don't care if they hear me or if they stop fucking with me, I don't. Um I don't feel that soul tone cares about me as an artist i don't think they look at me mm-hmm. as a priority i don't think they find my needs or wants important i think i was just a quick sale for soul tone straight yep. up and down and yeah, if i could get my fucking money back today i would and say fuck soul tone because they don't care about me um anything that i put my time into i want to know that i'm celebrated where i am and soul tone doesn't make me feel that. Um, I got to say big shout out to Los Cabos because they make me feel that way. You know what I mean? Like Fuck if I yeah. tell them like, yo, I want to, you know, do an interview with you all. Ryan, Phil, Steph, whoever, they'll at least get back to me and be like, Josh, we're doing this, this, this is right now, but I promise we got you. The guy Leo from Soul Tone, man, he doesn't give a fuck about you. And unless you got some type of name, like a, like on some Instagram shit, he's not yeah. going to hit you back. Because I hit him too. Like, yo, I just dropped an album, man. I'd like to talk to you. He asked me if I was even a Soul Tone artist. I'm like, bro, it's me, Josh Stokes. It's me. 
Yeah. Like you, you hit me up asking me if I could be down with the company. And now yeah. you don't know my name. Now you don't know if my um, artist profile is on the website. Like, yo. So at that point, I'm like, man, this dude don't care about me. And I had to show him like, yo, I already made my profile, man. Like, what are you talking about? And then from there, he just kind of hit me with some have a good day type shit. I'm like, whoa. OK, I wish I would have known what this was before I gave you my money. Yeah, man. And honestly, dude. I wish we had talked before you made that deal because, like, from, like, probably, like, two, three years ago, they I started getting messages and emails from them, and I was not about it at all. Like, yeah. You know, like, when I'm looking for a company to play for as well, man, like, I, I was lucky. The first endorsement I, I ever gave was, was to Los Cabos, and that's, like, family, yeah. man. Exactly. I, I've been with Los Cabos for, like, eight years now i think hell yeah and um ever since the beginning man as soon as phil stepped in as uh the artist rep man i his family man the guy like flew out to montreal to come see uh me and uh scotty buchanan play when we were on tour you know like from from out east and um Man, it's just no matter what, every time that I talk to him, like when we started this podcast, man, he was like, absolutely, I'll, I'll help you guys out in whatever way. He sent us a whole bunch of stuff to do giveaways, and it's been great, man. Like, yeah, yeah that that That's type of family about. mentality. And now that I'm with I'm with Mapex Drums now, and dude, it's it's kind of been the same way. Unfortunately, um. Dave from Mapex uh, has just left the company, so I don't know what's going to happen with their artist rep now, but man, he had this vibe to him, and every time we'd hop on the phone, it was fucking... It was just sick hangs, man. And we're just like chatting about all kinds of stuff we could do and work together on and this and that. And if I ever needed yeah, anything, yeah. like I needed a drum kit for a music video and he's like, all right, I'll have it to you. Like two days notice. He's like, you can yes. go pick it up from the store like tomorrow. I'm like, That's all amazing. right, sick, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's that, it's that type of vibe. And it's unfortunate that Soul Tone doesn't have that. And they're really just worried no. about, uh, moving product and sales. And exactly. Like, I, I honestly don't see that company being around for too long. Cause like, I don't name, either. The name they're putting out there. Like anyone I've talked to has said the same thing. I had a buddy of mine that was with them for a while and and he's moved on. Uh, I think he's with Peisty now, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. It's a good lesson. No, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a good lesson because, you know, I tell everybody too, like, even for myself, don't be so eager to jump into something to think that it's going to bring you something else. Because it's not, that's right, man. you know, like a lot of times you'd be like, oh man, if I fuck with them, then, you know, that's being, that means more exposure to other people. But it's like the actual, the machine has to promote you. You know, yeah. the machine has to be like, yo, this is my guy. He's, he's with us, you know, fuck with him. But yeah. if, if they're not doing that and if you're the only one like, yo, I'm signing the soul tone <laughs> and, and, and people like are for real, that doesn't seem like. You're signed to them. They're not repping you like that. So it's just yeah. like, don't jump, don't rush to get in bed with a lot of these companies <clears throat> because it's really the grass is green on the other side type thing. And when you start realizing who these people really are, man, they're a bunch of hustlers, man. They're trying to get your money. They don't care about you. They don't take the time to listen to you. They're not interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They want your money. And that's why a lot of times they have people that are like big but they always use their name their name their name to try to get some type of uh, uh, brand recognition but it's not working because karma is real and the way you deal with the small people is how you're going to get it back in return and i know for a fact there are a lot of people on the level that i'm on that do things with soul tone and other uh independent companies that don't get the proper respect like i've been playing drums since i was two years old so I don't want to be coming with no company that I'm actually helping build that's not treating me like I don't mean anything. Yeah, man. And it almost <clears throat> it's almost like the same thing as like Instagram. Um, yes. Where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're they're just looking to get their name yep. out there. They're not worried about, you know, their product At or all. Or their artists or nothing. Like, they're worried about, like, no, we just got to move shit. And, 
Yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah. Like it, it's sad, and dude, you got to be careful too. You got to be careful, and everybody, because I don't know about you, man, but when I first started and bands started like doing stuff and like start playing gigs and everything, dude, it was always a dream to have endorsements, man. You wanted those, it is. those logos on your kick drum. You, you wanted it, all man. that around you. Like that's just a part of it, especially in like your early twenties and stuff, like kind of how you want that fame and fortune, you know, yes. that comes with all the brands that you have like put so much money into and you love, yep. you want them, you know, all around they you. Love you too. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But at a certain point you got to realize you have to be careful with with how much you crave that, right? Very true. It's yeah, like a label, bro. It is. It is, man. And and an endorsement isn't because I always thought of it as uh, a company endorsing you, but right. it's actually you endorsing Endorse. their product. Company, yeah. Yeah. So it a has to be product that you fucking love and want to support and for me man honestly it, it's it's about the family that comes with it you know like Ooh. the other artists on the roster the artist reps that you got to deal with you know the guys locally you know or nationally you know yep. depending on how much touring you're doing and stuff because like dude if you gotta mm -hmm. if you're going over to europe and you need a drum kit you know, how's their European artist rep, you know, like right. get to know yeah, him man. a little bit too, man. Get to know, like it's, we're all in this whole world together. You know, it's not, you, it's not just your small town or city. So, right. you know, yeah, man, you, you hit that get right on there. the head. You really did because it's like, like, like again, like you just said, man, you know, as a kid, my thing was Yamaha, Vader and Sabian. That's all I wanted. And give me some Remo heads, man, and I'm sweet. You don't have to say shit to me again. I'm good. But yeah. if you really realize what comes with these people, like Yamaha is such a huge company, they don't need you. They don't care about you. You know, yeah. like they're making TVs. They're making fucking uh, uh, motorcycles, board skis <laughs> and jet skis and all this kind of stuff. It's like, yo, they don't care about drums, man. And, and yeah. you thinking like, man, drums, when I get signed to Yamaha, man, they going, nah, man. You know, and then, you know, with all the heavy hitters that are always endorsed by these guys, they could care less, you know. And yeah. it really is like a label situation where you, you can't just go into it blindly thinking like, oh, man, they going to love me. They going to be nice to me. You know, they going to look out for me. Like, no, you're on your own. And this yeah. was a great lesson for me with the Soul Tone deal because it's like now you kind of get a taste of what's actually happening. You know, yeah. it's not just a, hey, drummer, man, drummer, you come on, brother. Come on, you great, man. Come on. It's not about that. It's about, again, how can you help us? Yeah. No matter what level it's on, it's how can you help us? Yeah, man, that's it. It's crazy. And it like the same thing goes for like record labels or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. Right? Like anything. And man, the biggest thing is, is you everybody has to work together. You got to find the the pieces of the the puzzle that that work with what you're doing, right? All find day. those guys that that you you can connect with uh and and want to support what you're doing and you want to support what they're pushing too, right? For so sure. You know, it has to do with your your values and everything to some degree as well, right? Very so true. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Some some people just, uh, especially through everything that's gone over on over the last two years, you've seen some companies saying some stuff that you're like, uh, <laughs> you know, like right. not all artists are on the same page as, uh, as the companies. So, and they they end up leaving because of words that were said or not said. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even the last thing with the soul tone thing, mm -hmm. it made me not even like the symbols like that anymore. Like yeah. it's made me be like, man, I don't even like how these symbols sound because it's <laughs> like it's tainted the whole perception of soul tone for me. Like yeah, had yeah. The, the rep been a little more like uh, engaging or just warm, which I guess, like I said, it's the real world. So not everybody's going to be. But it's like it made me look at the actual product itself as like, man, I don't even want to play this shit. 
You know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather go back to my cracked K's and my cracked, you know, Sabians and just rock with those. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm Sabian all day long. No I doubt. I love, dude, I, 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 I fucked with Zildjian a little bit. I got a couple of, of them uh, kicking in my setup, but man, Sabian, I've, I've been... I've been in love with Sabian since day one, man. Seriously. I love him. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I, sick, I just man. started fucking with other people because I knew they were just so big time that they probably wouldn't even look my way. Yeah, but it I was know. just like, <laughs> that's my Dude. first choice all the time. Yeah, and I, I have a friend of mine uh, who's uh, who's with Sabian, and I'm like, keep bugging her, like, hey, can I, <laughs> can I get that artist rep contact? She's like, no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's man. funny. Like, Fuck. One day, one day I'm going to get it, I swear. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, man, all right. So we're uh, running a little low on time here. I want to kind of okay. end things with uh, with something that you, you said in our, our pre-interview here. Your most memorable tour and accomplishment was uh, 2014 McDonald's Inspirational Tour, man. You want to uh, go into some detail? What what was that tour like yeah, for you? Sure. Um. So, you know, man, it was it was great because up until that point, you know, I was playing with people and playing with accomplished artists and things of that nature, but it was more so like spot dates, like weekend stuff. So especially yeah. like, you know, I'm coming from like the gospel genre, like a lot of their work is predominantly on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So I, I would be playing with a lot of artists, uh, one artist in particular named uh, Marette Brown-Clark. And I used to tour with her. I was playing with her since 19. And it was dope, but it was like, man, I need a little more opportunity. Like, I need some more stuff going on. Yeah. So through Moret, I started playing with this guy named Anthony Brown. And uh, he got booked on this McDonald's tour. And, man, we were on planes, and we were gone every week. And from that, um, also me playing with him, I also got to play with another artist named Erica Campbell. She's with a popular gospel group called Mary Mary. So I started playing with her. And um, it was just such a great tour because the exposure, the experience, and just the people that I was meeting, like, I really felt like more than any other time, like, yeah, this is the world that I belong in, like meeting with the stage directors and all the directors of the tour and this is what's happening and need to keep up with the itinerary. It's like, hell yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. Like some real yeah, yeah. shit, you know? So um, from being on television to just meeting all different kind of uh, artists and things of that nature, I felt like that was a great accomplishment and just a great time because it opened up a new world for me to let me know that everything that I was looking for is actually there. You just got to find the right direction and get up in there. Yeah, man, dude, that, that sounds like quite the trip, man. Good flying on amazing. planes and dude, I know, amazing. I know what you feel too, because around that same time, 2014 area, like, uh, my band started doing some more tours where like you actually get your day sheets and everything like that and your schedules and yes. you know we get, we got a, a a tour bus and like you got your your call times like you need to be at the bus at 3 a.m. or else yeah. you get left in a different country man like For real. you know i love that stuff i love the, that scheduling and like we're doing this we're doing that and then like and everything seems to matter that little bit more you know, yes. you know, not and saying that that local shows you're doing or or like any even like like shows you're doing in the park or whatever don't matter. They they matter right. greatly. But for sure, just that that little bit of like, oh, shit, like there's there's people relying on me to be there and be exactly. present and perform. And I'm like, yeah. you know, that that shit gets me pumped. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a whole new level. You know, like mm -hmm. when when you're doing your local stuff, it's appreciated because you still get to exercise your tools. But when you're on that other level of like, wow, you know, I'm with professionals. This is not a joke. This is not. All right, cool. Yeah. You can get it next time. It's not none of that. It's everything. <laughs> you got to hit it right now or you're out of here. You know, like you yeah. got to be on time or you're out of here. You got to be ready. You got to be at the gate by the time it's time to go or you're out of here. Yeah, it's yeah. like that type of stuff. I feel like separates the adults from the children and the people that's just doing it for a hobby 
and the people that really are trying to like make a livelihood out of this because it's like it it it, it shows you whether you're ready or not and you have to get ready you know um even a lot of times i still be like my, my, my dad's a pastor and i'd be playing at his church and you know, I got, I know I got to play at this church on Sunday, but we also got to be at the airport by two o'clock Sunday to be someplace else or they will leave me. So yeah. just realizing how to juggle those two uh, things, you know, those responsibilities and just seeing like how far you can get with it. Like that was exciting to me. And like we were saying before, it's just that, that freshness, that newness that makes you want to rise to the occasion to just be the best you can be because again like when you're home and you're jamming at the jam spot it's the jam spot you know so you're like man i can be 10 minutes late or you know i can drop a stick or whatever but like yeah. when you're at that next level it's like yo i gotta be on my shit at all times knowing the music backwards and forwards knowing everybody's parts just being on my stuff like i felt like that was the ultimate challenge for me it was so much going on like so much music to learn. You had to, we were playing with Pro Tools. So we had to remember all the cues and things like that. Connecting the Pro Tools to video screens. Like all that kind of stuff is just new, exciting um, ranges to tap into that just makes you want to continue to grow as a musician and, and as a person as a whole. Because like you also start to grow as a person. Because you're like, this is my environment right now. This is what we do. You know what I mean? Like even for us, it's like, this is what we do, like, you know, drumstick endorsements. We know these kind of people. We know these kind of people. So in life, you never really want that quality to fall. You either want it to stay there or you want it to keep growing. And um, I really felt that at that time, like, this is what I want my life to be. So I'm just still, still uh, chasing that, man. Absolutely, man. Dude, that, that is so sick and, and inspiring, brother. And I, I think that is a great place to end this conversation. So I want to thank mm. you for coming you. on and talking to me, man. This Hell has been yeah, great. My pleasure. Great way to spend our morning, our Saturday yeah. morning here, you know? Seriously, yeah, man. But- I appreciate you. And, and your platform, I thank you so much, man. Like, for real. Thank you for opening the platform for me. Hey, man, anytime we'll have to do this again. So thank you again, Josh. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then don't forget to share with your friends, post on social media, and tag us. If you're listening on Apple Music, then please leave us a review. And if you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you want to continue this conversation even further, then join us on Facebook on our We're Talking Drums community group. Till next time, keep drumming.